0: I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080, the fan.
1: Another Sunday morning. It is foggy and cold and crappy out after a beautiful week, but that's
2: okay. Oh, welcome to Portland, though. Welcome to Portland in March, March 1st. We're here. I you know, I dig it, man. And and how about the 29 days of February? I love it, man. You know, considering it's black history month and it's the shortest month of the year. Anyway, Uh, the fact that they've got, we got 29 days and not just 28. It's a pretty big deal. I'm going to go ahead and say this February has been very, very difficult and I'm happy it's over. (laughs) No, I feel you. I, I 100% feel you. So it's, uh, it's Valentine's and all that stuff in between February is just, uh, it's a little bit of overkill. And so you're always glad that it's over. And, we can move past well, this month and
1: if Puxatani football is right.
2: Seriously, how many how many things are, are wrong with the month of February? If you're a guy, like football ends officially ends. Like I know XFL and everything. Yeah, the XFL stupid. XFL's not stupid, it's man. Stupid. Jesse, is the XFL stupid? No, no of
3: course i no.
1: not gonna say that. No, oh, well,
3: no, it's in, uh, I honestly think it's important to the NFL and the product of the NFL and the continuation of the NFL. And if the NFL is gonna do what the NFL is gonna do, which is ultimately we all know, oh, well, 32 teams is the greatest number there's gonna be more teams at some point because more teams mean more money so xfl means better players for more teams some relegation or, for
2: the xfl man or
3: or or <laughs> just x uh, I, I mean or expanded rosters, roster whatever don't get me honest. i'm just saying for the product of the nfl the xfl i think is very important
2: lynch do you think the xfl could ever be to a point to where uh no
3: Okay, moving on. I don't think there is a relegation <laughs> aspect to that as No, bad. there's, there's Quality
2: not. Quality difference no. is so, so different. No, there's not. But maybe somebody considered no the worst receiver. Car, no matter what card, maybe Or maybe somebody said. by position. You know, maybe if you're considered the, the worst, statistically the worst kicker or worst receiver or worst I, offensive how about lineman. this? Maybe you can be upgraded with, you know, the best of XFL. How about this? XFL.
3: You know, listening to primetime this week, right, we find out that there are a couple independents out there that they are not necessarily independent college football teams because they they don't they don't like, have a home they don't have a home right New Mexico State Send them nobody to the wants XFL. them for <laughs> the XFL right
1: <laughs> New Mexico State would get slaughtered in the XFL oh my God yeah they'd be they'd be pretty bad um but yeah so it is a weird month because the Super Bowl ends and football's over and I mean I'm a baseball fan so spring training started but you know the season starts this month not not yet uh, this month in March is what I mean. And, uh, you know, you're in the middle of the NBA season. You get the all-star break, so there's a big break. If you're an NHL fan, I mean, okay. You're an NHL fan. It's, you know, kind of, again, middle of the season. It's one of the worst sports months of the year. It is. Just 100%. Mm.
2: I see. I don't think it's one of the worst sports months because, I, I mean. guess the, the
1: Super Bowl is in it. You're right.
2: Super Bowl is there, and then all-star game <laughs> is there. It's slam dunk contest and three-point contest is there. And if those are exciting, which this one was, then, That's just another cool sporting weekend, you know, to, to enjoy. Do you really start getting competitive NBA games because it's after the all-star break and guys are really starting to go at each other. You're starting to get, we had a, a, not a primetime game, but like a, a midday game on TV yesterday for, for NBA, which actually ended up being a pretty good one between the Celtics and the, and the Rockets. So, I mean, that's, that's some cool stuff about February. I mean, and you know, stuff like the XFL can start and, you know, it's, it's, it's an okay month for sports, but for everything else, like eh, it's cold, it's usually wet. Valentine's is right after all the other important holidays. And so you have to spend more money there if you want to be a good boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever the case is. So, yeah. So you're glad it's over so we can get into March and March madness. And you know, all that jazz is going to start here in a bit.
1: Yes. March madness is coming very soon. I have no idea what to expect this year because the college basketball season has been on crack uh, all the top teams keep losing. Duke, man, what the hell, man? Yeah, there's no real superstar in the game. I think have we said this on the show before? Sabrina Ionescu is the biggest star in college basketball. Absolutely. right Absolutely,
2: yeah. It's not a, not a uh, question.
1: There's not one player in the men's men's circuit. The only, that, that to me is a huge star. The
2: only guy, and he's not even in college, and it's it's the ball kid. You know, uh, Lamelo. La- 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 Oh, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll tell, I mean, if you're talking about guys pre-draft, but we're not and everything, watching him. So. We're not watching him though, so he's the only guy that we can think of that's not in the NBA that we're actually watching. There's no Zion. There's there's not even a Cam Reddish, right, you know, right now. There's just you know a bunch of really good guys, and there are some guys that are that are that are nice out there, but nobody, no star that's just really grabbing you the way we've seen some of the past ones do over the last couple of years. Even we
1: will though today have a lot of NFL on the show. That's because the combine. Happened This week we got to see Justin Herbert do what he was going to do at the combine. There's been rave reviews, of course, based on what we expected about him. Tom Brady out for sure. There's a lot of reports that are uh, out there saying that Brady is strongly considering leaving New England and uh, that he's going to give the Patriots a chance to try to fight for him to come back. But it sounds like he's preparing to move on. Um, Tony Romo just signed the biggest deal in the history ever of Earthworld. And uh, is making so much money per year to be a color analyst that it's insane, but worth it. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Um, some of the teams that have quarterback decisions to make, you know, in the middle of the draft, where where do you see Herbert going? Where do you see Tua going? Uh, Jordan Love, what about the free agent quarterbacks? Is Teddy Bridgewater going to sign somewhere? And, and what teams will look for that? We got a report today. The Bears are expected to sign a veteran quarterback because I think they know that Mitchell Trubisky is terrible, even though they seem to still want to stick with him as their quarterback. So that's that's all stuff that we got to get to on the show today. I think I might be forgetting. Was there something last week we said we were going to talk about
2: that we were like, oh, we'll talk about that next week? Was it Blazers? I hope it wasn't the Blazers. Was it the Blazers? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I would rather – I literally, we could talk about m- moss from trees before we talk about the Blazers. What do
1: you know about moss from trees? I know they
2: grow on trees, and yes. that's about it. It's, it can be green or brown. Yes. That's – I mean –
1: The only only thing I can add to that conversation is I know there's something called lichen – yeah, L-Y-C-H-E-N, which is like moss, but it's different. Or it's a really type well. of moss.
3: Yeah. No, it, it, it burns br- really it, well. Yeah, it burns really well. It's like one of the, the best little fire stars that you can find oh, naturally so in, in the forest. You're smoking moss, Jesse? <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that was no. my first thought. I was that like, was what like, is happening like, here? Wait, yeah. what?
2: He burns it like yeah. sage? Or out 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 of house? Camping, you know, got the survival bowl stuff, with some
3: you know? Lichen. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, it's better than uh, than paper. It just, it it goes, and it goes quick, and if you got a bunch of little... I think I saw that on. I think I saw that on Naked and and Afraid. Yeah, yeah, no, that stuff's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, seriously. No, the the way you're gonna build a a fire out of nothing and out of like crap in the woods. So,
2: so Jesse strikes me as the type that. that could actually make it a few days on Naked and Afraid. Uh,
1: well. Naked and afraid. Yeah. I feel like that show is like the second you lay down, there's parasites inside your. That's brain. the absolutely. problem.
3: Is the bugs, man. The bugs get everybody. No, yeah, that's usually bugs. it's
2: it's not anything else. And as many times as we've heard like animal sounds in the bushes or, or ruffling around, like we've never actually seen anybody it, get attacked by like a Siberian tiger. I that would be awesome. if anybody
3: take like for their one thing like a five gallon bucket of bug spray. Like just like just give me like all the bug spray in the world. I'll find everything else I need to survive. I'll no, make myself a, like something to. Like, cut on some wood, like, I'll get some stones and, and make myself a little hatchet, but by God, I need, like, a bucket of bug spray. I'm Honestly, gonna
0: be on that if, if you
2: got, let's say, um, and let's just do somewhere, I don't know, not, I'm not going to say easy, but just think of, like, whatever you've seen on Naked and Afraid, like, the, the easiest type of environment. Right? Okay. The, the the one that's the the least threatening
1: a mild climated, not super dense forest how about that
2: okay there you go how long could you honestly make it two hours <laughs>
1: I'm I mean I'd probably make it longer if I had to I I know nothing about the outdoors I'm not an outdoorsy person uh I grew up in New Jersey and New York City I mean I just, it's just I just Buildings. don't know I'm a city guy so <laughs> if I was out there alone with nothing oh God I can't even I maybe like maybe 24 hours maybe Jesse
3: uh, so we're, we're talking like Pacific Northwest fall, win like winter, spring. I mean, let's let's what, avoid what winter, you okay. know, or so fall yeah, that's here that's why I said mild. Okay. You know what I'm saying so. Right.
2: Summer can be brutal too. So and let's I, let's
1: let's take you out of the Pacific Northwest because you understand the region and put you somewhere like the Serengeti. I was gonna say upstate New York, but oh, sure, okay. the Serengeti. You're going to Africa, Jesse. Uh,
3: all right. So the the thing about that is, watch is out for lions. You you. <laughs> Um, the 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 eh, that um, I can give myself maybe a week. A week? Yeah, yeah wow. I'm not going.
2: I'm gonna <laughs> let every everybody know you're gonna be disappointed because as soon as I get there and see all that land, nope, get back on the truck. Yep. <laughs> take me back to the airport and let's let me get back to the city because I'll give myself literally the bugs, the everything. I love water. Water is like my favorite drink in the world, and so to not be able to have that in abundance, hey amen. Get me out of here get me out of here uh,
3: you know, yeah,
1: bugs, I, I don't like bugs either like I, I have a i have a somewhat healthy fear of insects including spiders as a big one for me oh my god i would just be freaking the f out
2: here's the thing i love camping i love camping and you know going out and for, like that's one of my stakeda almost every single summer and go camp for you know a few weekends you know out of the summer so one of my absolute favorite things to do i would not be just naked stark naked and anywhere and expect to survive again man just the bugs everywhere imagine bugs stinging your wing yeah like, no no seriously the, the, i'm good no thank you and Ent- Ent- entering no, no, sure. entering quite possibly Ugh. no thank you man i'll send send me home so no tv out here there's no heat i can't get a real blanket hey man nope no thank you i'm not a survivor man
3: like that i'll be the first to tell you i can build a fire and all the, the bugs
1: th- are your blanket rashad no thank you yeah, the, the fire is you your
3: friend because the fire also does help propel <laughs> bugs so that's gonna that's that's when it like i, I think it's, it's funny it always comes back to the bugs but these it's funny they they always send these people to places like like the amazon amazon like there's all like it's just these millions of bugs that all can kill you and give these stupid little diseases and people come back from the problem with that show is people literally come back from that show and they're they're so like die hard about it they they have like malaria for the rest of their life or something because they just should have given it up sooner and so that probably would be part of my problem too I'm pretty stubborn that way
1: mm. so you say a week but maybe it would have been it'd be better for you to leave in three days kind of thing <laughs> yeah you could make it a week but you probably shouldn't because it would be do damage to you
3: yeah I'd probably I'd probably like take 15 years off my life or something yeah yeah you know no, well
1: you've learned something Rashad and I no effing way Jesse stubborn and could last a week good to know all right let's get uh, let's start some sports chatter next i want to start with the tony romo thing actually because that was the most fascinating thing that happened well, i think that happened on friday or was it thursday i can't remember the exact day it happened this this week's been a blur but i i saw this number and went oh my god and then i went it's definitely worth it and we'll talk about that next year on sports sunday on the fan
0: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: 918 here on your Sunday morning. Sports Sunday here with you till 11 o'clock. Find the station on Twitter at 1080 The Fan. I'm at Mike Lynch27. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Jesse's at Jesse Osman ASDMAN. And the fan text line to interact with us throughout the show is 55305. Tony Romo stays with CBS for a long-term deal. We don't know the length of the deal, but he will be making approximately $17 million per year. Damn. Not total per year to be CBS's number one color analyst alongside Jim Nance. And, we were looking up a list of like highest paid broadcasters. He is very clearly the highest paid play-by-player color broadcaster that, that has ever existed. I think there's a couple of guys who are in like, I think Jim Rome makes more because he owns his own, owns his own business. And he is the one who, who puts it out there. So he makes a lot of money from that. But in terms of just on TV, doing the games, Tony Romo is now the well man in that business. And I sat there and went, that's a lot of money, but Oh my God, is it worth it? Because, I think it's been a really long time. Actually, I don't know if that's ever existed for me personally, where all I've wanted to do was watch a game broadcasted that by to- by the- one person, right? In the- in this case, it's Tony Romo. I'll be watching Red Zone, or hell, I'll be watching the CBS game on like on the playoffs or something. I'm Like, oh, thank God, Tony Romo's doing this game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like otherwise you don't really you don't really care, you don't really pay attention to what the broadcasters saying. But when it's Tony Romo, you're actively listening to the game. And then guess what? I'm actually listening to Jim Nance more than I used to as well because they're having the conversations together, and it's funny. Um, Talent like that doesn't come around very often. And when it lands in your lap the way it did with Tony Romo and your CBS, you have to do anything you can to keep it. I'm sure ESPN offered him a boatload of money too. ESPN wanted him bad for Monday Night Football. Um, And CBS said, no, this is our guy and we have our number one team, and our ratings go up, and people want to watch him, and we get so much social media buzz about it too. I think despite the money being absolutely outrageous, it had to be done, and it was a really smart
2: move. It's Tony Romo. Like, the minute he started doing commentary or color, you saw that there's something special about him. He was literally – the one thing that we I don't think we've ever really seen as far as – uh, watching some of the games that we've watched over time, and you know, between the three of us, we watched a whole lot of football, right? But very seldom do you hear a, a commentator that can verbatim call out the play that's about to happen and where it's about to go. This is going to be a run to the left side, okay? Well, you see him at the top of the screen. Watch the slant coming, the, and then it happens. It's like Troy Aikman is considered one of the greats, not the best, but one of the greats, right? As the swallows, we, yeah. yeah, You know, we, when we talk, when we talk about some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. For whatever reason, Aikman's name never gets bought up, but neither does Romo's. You know, and all of a sudden, you're seeing, as a quarterback, and especially as a former player, some former players when they do commentary, it's choppy. They they're they're still trying to figure out how to really talk about the game. Chris Collinsworth is just getting to a point to where he's tolerable for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like for a long time, a lot of people still hate him too. But I, I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Collinsworth. I respect what he does because having done some commentary for football, like it's hard. Like, I'll be honest, doing color for football, it's incredibly difficult. There's a lot of different things to watch on the field at any different – at all points. And so to make sure you don't miss something, like, it's – so you have to be incredibly attentive to everything – attentive to everything that's happening out there. So uh, Romo is a savant. Like, I've never seen anyone really literally call out the play before it happens – and do it perfectly almost every single time. And then his analysis of things are are great. He tells you what the issue was and he tells you why it didn't work and you know why that play worked so well. So he also think, has humor too. And he's funny. Yeah. And he's funny. You know, we, if you've seen the Romo his commercials and stuff like that from the past, like he's a funny dude. So I think you have to have some sense of humor when you play for Dallas. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta be able to laugh at life because it's for sure laughing at you when you play for the Cowboys in most cases. So Romo's one of those guys that he's just he gets it and you can tell there's still a lot of guys around the league you know the, the booger McFarlane's that just people don't latch onto like it's a tough gig when well, he's terrible no I, and i think and i think really it's a it's a matter of opinion for a lot of people there's some people i've heard that like booger i, I mean not a lot of them but i've met some people that actually you know don't mind uh, booger mcfarlands you know, the, the, what's the little cam that goes all over the place? Yeah, it's, it was corny, you know, when they did it.
1: Well, they moved him up to the booth this year. No, yeah, but last guy. year when he was doing, it like, was the, the, the year before. He like,
2: yeah, well, you know, not the coolest thing in the world, but, you know, whatever. But Romo is one of those guys that you just – you have to listen to him. And then because he was so good, and I think for him it was a matter of just playing for the Cowboys and then dealing with injuries. And if he, don't, if he didn't do, do those two things, then the conversation about Romo could be much different. But now he's moved on to this other phase of life, and he's clearly – beyond the shadow of a doubt, the best commentator in the game. That's for sure.
1: I saw this. I I Actually, I I guess I missed the length. So Adam Schefter has the length. He goes, it is a three-year deal, but it could extend to a 10-year deal. So let's say it extends to 10 years. He will make $170 million in 10 years doing broadcasting. He made $127 million in his NFL career. He is going to make more money broadcasting, if it goes the length of that deal, than he did in the NFL. So, he only made more you, than seventeen million dollars in
2: three seasons in his career. And mind you, barely. So this is this this is Romo's third year, officially doing commentary. It was two years ago that he started. This was officially his. This, this was year probably of the, the three. Three. final
1: year of his original contract. Yeah. And
2: so he's going to make as much as or or more than he made as a player within the first six years of him being a broadcaster. This is the reason why guys walk away from playing. This is the reason Jason Witten decided, man, you know what? Let me go try my try my hand in the booth figured out it didn't work like that let me go back to playing football you know so it's it's one it's a it's a tough tough thing to do like even something like basketball you know I'm lucky enough to do uh the Les Schwab invitational and the state championship for basketball and you know last year even the uh the hoop summit you know so I've been lucky enough to be able to do those things And it can be really tough. Like some of the things you have to try to talk about, you don't want to be repetitive and you don't want to say the same word or phrase or, you know, anything over and over. Like it's, it's a tough gig. And so for Romo to be as good as he is, like more power to him, because I think anybody that's, if you're studying broadcasting right now and you're studying how to be a, a a color analyst or a play-by-play guy, like man, Nance and Romo, like tell me a better partnership than those two.
1: There isn't right now. There just isn't. And I think it's also so jarring because we had Nance and Phil Sims for so long and Sims wasn't bad. Phil Sims was good. But Sims was not great and their chemistry was not super great um, all the time. Whereas this is like, it feels so natural, right? Do yourself a favor, all you listeners out there. And if you haven't Rashad or Jesse, if you're interested, um, I believe it was Richard Deitch or Deitch, however you say his last name. He's a, he's a Twitter follow. He did an article where he went with Romo and Nance and followed them for a weekend of broadcasting a game. And it was really fascinating. It was like learning about the the routine that they went through and kind of the things that the two of them did before the game started and the way that they stood or sat or whatever. Um, I think there was a picture of, I want to say it was Tony Romo had like one foot up on the desk and was standing watching the game. And it was like just just weird things like that. It was super interesting. And uh, I thought it was, a, that kind of behind the scenes stuff is fun. And I know people who like listen to us on the radio and they come see the station. It's always kind of cool to see kind of how it works, even though it's not super glamorous or anything. It was just kind of cool to kind of read the behind the scenes and see how, just after two years, how professional Tony Romo had become.
3: Yeah. It's it's interesting from the, the respect of, you know, you're, you're thinking about, well, what, what's probably the second best broadcasting, right? Because you're like, all right, these, this is the best broadcasting. Tom Michaels have-
1: and Chris Collinsworth. IMO.
3: I, I personally think it's, it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And and I know that's probably controversial because a lot of people hate Joe Buck. Yeah. But I as far as like professional uh information, um non-bias, just kind of a consistent performance, those two put the same broadcast out every single week. And but that's the thing, is like it's kind of hard to determine what's that second broadcast team because typically there's somebody on that broadcast team that a majority of people and well not necessarily a majority, but a large Percentage of people don't like for one reason or another, but with this broadcasting team, it's just this lightning in a bottle. Um, that you probably haven't seen since uh Al Michaels and Madden when everybody just kind of yeah, hey, Madden's for drawing all over this screen, and Al Michaels is just like doing you know, just keeping things under control. And it's been a while since we've had a broadcast team that we all, as a community fans watching the broadcast, love to watch. And and, and I, for one, I, I said it a little while back. I, I hope that he stayed at CBS, and I'm I'm so excited that, that he chose to stay there and uh, CBS ponied up and paid him.
1: I feel like going to ESPN would have been a big mistake because yeah. so much of what makes him good is Jim Nance, too. I mean, yes. he's good, but Jim Nance knows how to ba- balance that, and I, I don't think Joe Tessitore has that or or anybody that ESPN could have put on there. I'm not sure that they would have that. This text says Walton and Dave Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Throw
2: I it looked, down, big
1: fella. Throw I, it down. I love – the Pash Walton combo, and apparently they actually really like each other, but they kind of play the bit up that like Pash is annoyed at Walton the entire game. They kind of play it up a little bit, but that's they become, good. They, they be, should. They should. It's be, like the odd couple because Walton is just like he's Bill Walton, you know. I mean, it, it, that is the most divisive broadcasting crew out there because people either hate it or they're just absolutely in love with it. So anytime it's on, I love watching those games because it's like, oh, it's Bill, Wal- Bill Walton. You know, the if, you,
2: if you're a Blazer fan, then Down you've heard here a lot in of the deserts of yeah, Arizona. Yeah, if you've heard if you if you're a Blazer fan, you've heard a lot of Bill Walton, you the know, majestic especially during, colors. He, yeah. And he's talking about uh, volcanoes and stuff in the middle of, I, I think I saw that clip. The swirling there. gases. Yeah. He's like, he's a, he's a weird guy, but you know, he's blown. He's Portland. He is super, yeah. Red he's sand, white super sand. stone, super stone. Bill Walton would be fun to hang out with I though. I think, I think you have have been to a volcano. I've never been to a volcano bill, <laughs> you know, but I think it'd be fun to hang out with Bill Walton and ask a bunch of questions. There are a lot of, there are a lot of professional athletes that, you know, I love Brady probably my favorite football player, but I wouldn't, I don't, I would only have football questions for you. Like, you know, I don't, what was it like to play against this? What were you thinking at this time? Like, uh, there's nothing I could really like Bill Walton. I feel like I can ask him a bunch of different questions about a bunch mm-hmm. of different stuff.
1: No, you'd ask Bill Walton one question and he would talk for an hour. That's cool too. We, uh, we, That's on, cool too. we, we did on at least talk. time had Bill Walton on once and it was a two segment interview. They asked four questions. Four.
2: That, that's cool. That's a four. Really, four
1: questions. It's called a conversation. Love that nice easy I'm good. interview. Yeah,
2: it's called a conversation, and I'd love to have one with Bill Walton. I think it'd be a lot of fun to talk to him. And
1: I think it. so too. I'd yeah. love. I mean, I'd love to talk to him about his recovery from his back injury. You know, it showed a lot of strength and an ability to kind of come back from a difficult. Just to learn kind of his mindset during that, because he said that he, you know, he suffered from depression and he had issues with it. But look at him now. I mean, that'd be interesting. that'd be an interesting conversation too.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of. I mean, what athlete would you? really want to talk to and like honestly because i think about a lot of athletes and while you're a great athlete like i don't i'm not super interested in who you are and what you you know eh, you you play and that's cool like do do i really want to sit down and talk to patrick Mahomes not really you know would i want to hang out and talk to gronkowski absolutely Mm. there'd be you know there's a there's a lot of things that we can do and i could talk about with with gronk for whatever reason like you you know know, you know
1: who i'd want to talk to evan turner huh evan turner is a really cool dude interesting guy I'd love to sit down and just like have dinner with ET and just like, because he's he's always like funny on social media and talking about non sports things. Because you're right, I don't, especially if that if you were given that opportunity, they don't want to talk sports. That's no. their job, right? Yeah. Just like you know where whatever you do, it's like yeah, I, you know you can ask me questions about it, but like let's talk about real life things, you know. And Evan Turner always seemed like a kind of guy that you could do that with. So that that you know, first quick thought, Evan Turner.
3: Well, I guess if I'm gonna. If it's going to be somebody who's, like, kind of down-to-earth real life, probably uh, defensive end, uh, ex-defensive end from uh, the Vikings, Jared Allen. Mm. He, super cool, down-to-earth cool. dude. If it's somebody I just want to talk shop with, Peyton Manning for sure. Because if there's one person I think is just going to be okay with shopping, talking shop, it's probably Manning.
2: Oh, yeah. If you just want to ask dude X's loves- and O's questions yeah. and stuff and that, absolutely. Peyton Manning would be a savant, you know, to just sit there and be like, oh, really what were you thinking when you threw the ball here between um oh i was you know it'd be great
3: to hear what some of these guys think but i think let me break
1: out my ipad and show you the exact yeah, play right, yeah no about. i
3: mean, do well the, the funny thing is it's like he's unlike a lot of people where it's like he doesn't turn it off like i guarantee you he just like he thinks about football every day Yeah, I, th- I, th-
2: I think there's some certain people that would just be an interesting conversation like i would love to just talk to like you know mike tyson like just it's just an interesting conversation like Really, like, really? Yeah, why do you feel that like that, one? man? Like, why do you feel like that? Is that that's real? Like, you know. So there are certain guys that, while they might not be the, you know, while they may be the the best athlete ever or stuff like that, like I don't, I don't know if I would prime time talk to Dion. It's going to be a lot of Dion. It's going to be a lot of him calling himself prime. I don't want to have that conversation.
1: This text says ET was dating one of my neighbors when he played for the Blazers. Always a super nice guy with my brother and I when we tried to talk to him.
2: That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: I just. There's nothing Jay- better Jason than Jason Quick. Always said he had a good relationship with Evan Turner as well. So
2: there's nothing better than athletes that are down to earth. Like it's really easy to kind of be on a high horse. You get paid so much. You you really and you get paid a lot to play a sport. You know to play a game, a children's yeah. game. Let's just be perfectly honest. You know that's what sports are. At the end of the day, they are games nonetheless. But
3: they make a great living from it. So it's always great to see when players are cool. And Blazers always have for The most part had that reputation for being very good with fans, and I think Portland fans have had a pretty good reputation of respecting the player, just maybe getting a quick pick or saying hi and moving on. So it's kind of been a really good symbiotic relationship for the fan player base in that respect as well.
1: Also, this text brings up Mike Leach, yeah, of course. Mike Leach should be oh, man. so much fun to sit I'll down I'll bring and talk the beers, Leach, yeah, I'll bring the beers. Let's talk for 10 hours, Mike. We can we can just banter about whatever the hell it is you want to talk about and we'll see what we we talk about. Although I've heard Mike Leach is very self-centered, so you might not get a lot of your own opinions and you just might hear him talk a lot.
3: I want to hear about players in closets. Mm. That's what I want to hear about.
1: Mm. And sand pits, right? Yeah. He's already building the sand pit down in Mississippi, so (laughs) that's his his go-to early (laughs) training method, that's for sure. All right, let's break. Uh, Rashad, you kind of led into a tease for me anyway. You said uh, I wouldn't want to talk to Tom Brady, but let's talk about Tom Brady next. Is he leaving the Patriots? It sure sounds like it. Where will he go? And will it be a smart move? That is next. First, Jesse S. sports.
0: Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: 9.38 here on your Sunday morning. If you missed any of the show, want to listen back, Leshov Tires podcast will be up after the show. We'll talk some Combine. Justin Herbert impressed. We'll talk some other quarterback discussions as well, but let's begin with yours truly. Mine truly. Wait, that's backwards. Rashad's truly. There we go. Tom Brady. He can be your. He can be yours too. It's okay. No, no, no. Because yours truly means yourself, right? Like, oh, yours truly. Um, I was more saying like your guy, your favorite person, your favorite athlete of all time, Tom's braids. There he is. Um, the report came out from Adam Schefter that said Tom Brady is seriously considering going elsewhere this free agency. He's going to give the Patriots a chance to win him back. Um, but he is he is going to this with the idea that he's going to go somewhere else. And. You know, you think about what teams could be options. The Titans have been floated out there. The Chargers have been floated out there. The Raiders have been floated out there. Um, I'm I'm sure I'm missing one or two as well. But I guess my question is, is this. It's more of a broad question. One, is there any team that he could go to that he would instantly put them into the Super Bowl conversation? And B are we really sure Tom Brady is worth it for any of these teams for a two year, $30 million contract? Um, Because last year to be Frank, he wasn't that great. It was the first year we went, Oh, here's the age. took a little longer than we thought 42. Now, you know, the ball's kind of leaving his hand. Like it did Peyton Manning's after he had the nerve damage, a little fluttery, sometimes inaccurate, and he's asking for two year deal, $15 million a year. Are any of those teams that are interested in him? Is that worth it? Is Tom Brady worth it at this stage in his career outside of the marketing? Of course the marketing would be huge and it would be huge for the, the attention on the team, but I'm just talking purely on the football field is Tom Brady that much better than what Derek Carr is going to be able to do in, in Vegas is Tom Brady that much better than what Phillip rivers did in LA. Now rivers has also gone from the chargers. Um, You see that much better than what Ryan Tannehill did at the end of last year for the Titans. I don't know. I just don't know anymore because I'm, I I believe in Tom Brady. I believe in his work ethic and his, his ability to read a defense, but I think his body is finally starting to fail him at this point. So if you're one of those teams, $30 million over two years, that's a lot of money to sink into somebody who might not be that much better than the person you already have. I mean, Oh yeah. The Colts is another good one as well.
2: Keep in mind, you know, Brady is 41. 41. Um, forty-two, right around there. Uh, so that means you'll have him till he's forty-five, right or forty-four somewhere yeah. around there. Um, Brady is one of those guys that he just—he's—he just makes it work in most cases. You know, you said yes, he, he all of a sudden saw the age of Tom Brady and he wasn't quite the same guy. Tom Brady was seventh in the NFL in passing yards this year uh Brady threw what 24 touchdowns and eight and eight interceptions then that that's that's the part that's down but then we start thinking about the fact that Julian Edelman was really his only receiver all year you lost Gronkowski you lost Antonio Brown you know at the beginning of the season like everybody else lost Antonio Brown at the beginning of the season so there was a lot of things that worked against him but yet and still he's still a top 10 guy as far as yards he's still a top 10 uh, guy, as far as his production, you know, on the field. So, I mean, I feel like if he goes to the right situation, which I mean, of course, I'm gonna want to be the Patriots. I think that's the right situation. You're guaranteed, for the most part, uh, uh at least a 95% chance of winning your division every single year, for the most part. Um, you know that division, so you can dominate that relatively easy. Then you look around at the other teams. It's like, where do you want to go? Like Montana was good. I think he made the playoffs in Kansas City. But didn't win anything in Kansas City, and if you're Brady, what's the point now? Are you playing just to play, or are you playing to win? And I think that's the part that. But we he have has to won so he, much. No, he has won. But the Brady is one of those guys. I don't think he's just playing for leisure. At this point, he's playing for championships. Like I know he's got six, and he'll never be caught. But I think people are like. I think he's like, yeah, I want to see if I can get seven and eight. He wants to leave no doubt that. He's the best quarterback. And so if you start looking around, who who needs a trigger man? You know, the Panthers are flirting around with, you know, Cam. They're thinking about bringing Cam back for another year, but you're not really sure. We're hearing rumblings that Tampa Bay is going to bring back Jameis for two years, but you're not really sure all the way, man. The, the, you you know, got
1: Vegas, you got Tennessee, Vegas, you got the Chargers, There's There's some the teams out
2: there. There's, there's teams and situations out there that would be beneficial to you. But if you're Brady, can you win there? You know, do you have do, do they have the coaching in I guess, uh, in place?
1: I also wonder about the question: Can you win in New England right now? Obviously, you will win the division, but based on the way the team, I guess I probably shouldn't say. Obviously, the Bills almost came close to getting up there this year too, and the Jets are improving, so um, it's not obviously. But the the team last year, I know some of it was due to injuries, but the team last year was not built super well offensively. Defensively, it was incredible, of course. Um, and also, by the way, I think the the stats thing that you brought up. That's a little bit of a case of the stats being a little misleading. Uh, Similar to like when we talked about the Oregon offense this year, right? Oregon's offense statistically was one of the best in the country. But when you watch the games, it was like, oh my God, what is Marcus Arroyo doing? When you watch the Patriots play, it was like, Tom Brady just doesn't feel that good anymore, right? He's good. He doesn't, I I shouldn't say that good. He doesn't feel like Tom Brady anymore is a better way to put it. Um, Stats were okay. You know, plenty of yards. Sometimes it was because they needed to throw because they couldn't run the football a touchdown interception ratio, not as good as usual, but still fine. But watching the games, you went, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I think Brady's finally hit that wall. Um, And I think that's why I look at it in this way is that is, is it really worth it for that much money that he's asking for to sign him on any of these teams? Is it really worth it when you can go out in a year that has a lot of good quarterbacks in the draft or a lot of good options and potential free agency? I'm looking at you, Teddy Bridgewater, especially because the Saints are, Seemingly going to go with Taysom Hill, which I'm very confused about. Uh, after Drew Brees retires, um, you know there there are guys out there. Uh, Mariota's out there. Andy Dalton's going to be out there. And I look, you you say what you will about Andy Dalton, but he's been in a terrible situation in Cincinnati for years. I wonder if he'd do any better in a more stable situation. Um, there's guys out there this year that are going to be uh, that are going to be helpful to a lot of those teams, where you know, and a lot cheaper, and allow you to spend that money on your team and improve that team even more. Whereas Brady's going to take up a lot, large amount of your cap space. I
2: mean, thirty million is a is a lot of money, you know. But in the grand scheme of things, not really, you know. Considering what you're going to get, and you just mentioned, wherever you go, they're going to sell thirty million dollars in Brady jerseys, first day, first week. You know, you know that's coming off top. It seems like an exaggeration. Okay, let's let's say let's say <laughs> they're going to sell $11, $12 dollars worth of Brady jerseys within the first week we know that's coming if you're a fan of of that team considering those jerseys are like a hundred dollars like that's that's not super hard to believe and then on top of that man how much money is your team going to make from revenue as far as man ticket sales and knowing that brady's coming and marketing and everything like you're gonna make that 30 million dollars back within your first game you know so it's really it's nothing for getting tom brady and then you get a quarterback but it does take away cap space it does
1: take away. That does it, not. That does it, not come back from the But if making you got, money. but
2: if you got Brady, like the team he's going to, especially for two years for that money, that team is going to be set up already. That's why I'm looking at a team like the Buccaneers as a team. Like man, he go there, a stud receiver off top, man, a, two a, stud a, receivers, a, a couple stud receivers to to use off top, uh, an oh, pretty good running back, a good and a great coach, offensive minded coach that can go in there and really do a lot with somebody like Tom Brady who's a leader, and then you bring somebody, you go from the immaturity of Jameis Winston to the outright leadership of Tom Brady. Like that's if you're talking about a culture change, that's the one thing we haven't said on the show in a long time. In a long time is the word culture. Brady instantly comes in and changes the culture of a place like Tampa Bay right now. He instantly comes in there as a Raiders for the Raiders like who do you, who do you really have to throw to? Like if you're the Raiders right now, who do you who who are your star?
3: The tight end Darren Waller. Then you, you may as well say well, Darren Waller. going to get a the, guy that runs 427 yeah, in the draft so That's cuz
2: that's what they do because that's what they do but honestly what weapons do you have of all the places that brady's talking about going to outside of indianapolis and tampa bay like i don't see it working any anywhere else except for new england
3: the problem with, with tampa bay is i mean you're looking at a defense that still has a long way to finding its way to being a good defense and i i don't think at this point in brady's career that brady's the type of guy that's going to carry an offense i i, I don't think Brady's coming in here and throwing for five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns just because it's Bruce Arians' offense. He doesn't have the same arm that Jameis Winston has. He can't make the same plays anymore that Jameis Winston can. Now he can slice and dice a team all day long. You know he can hit Chris Godwin left and right on those underneath routes, but he's not hitting Mike Evans on those dagger routes down down the seam. So my my problem with 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 that is is the weapons around them doesn't seem to fit the skill set for Tom Brady. Now, you want to say uh a place like Tennessee where you you have some nice young uh weapons at the wide receiver position. I think you have uh, a steady Eddie at tight end and if he doesn't fall down then you have a really athletic guy behind him. I you have a, a running game, strong offensive line, defense like that's a place that makes sense, but does it make sense for a place like Tennessee, where you go? Well, maybe do you do you give up on Tannehill to go get Brady? And, and so that I think that's the problem. Where the teams that really want him are teams that have flaws, like like uh, the Oakland Raiders. Are uh, I'm sorry, not the Oakland. Raiders. <laughs> The Vegas, the Vegas Raiders uh, are are they do they have the defense as well? No, do they have the offensive line? N- not the same offensive line. Do they have the same wide receivers? No. So it's a, the, we got a couple of so, texts
1: that say the Colts is probably the best choice. So I, they, I do agree with that. I, I tend Bill to disagree Williams just a little bit. cheaper.
2: I tend to disagree just a little bit about the weapons because if we remember back to the beginning of the season when Brady was at his most. You know, uh, at, at his at his best at that point, man, he had the luxury of Antonio Brown for that game. And he that was a great deep threat for him, made a couple big plays in that game. Then he had the luxury of also we forget about Josh Gordon, you know, who was on that team and really was an impact for the first couple weeks of the season. I don't know. All they of a gave sudden,
3: up on Josh Gordon for nothing.
2: They gave but, up on Josh Gordon because you, they were they they didn't want to deal with you. Josh you Gordon. got
3: one sample game with Tom Brady in week one and Tom Brady in week one. Is not what Tom Brady in Week 17 no, looked like, no, and that's the all. problem. Is sure, maybe he'll be able to to hit Mike Evans for three, four, five, six weeks. At seven, at at some point, his old arm can't sling it at the end of the season, and that's been part of the problem. We saw this with Peyton Manning. We saw this with with Philip Rivers last year. Is that at some point you get old, your arm just can't sling it the way it used to. And and Tom Brady, like I said, he can slice and dice, but I don't think he's hitting them down the field. Um, shots anymore late in the season.
1: Uh, A couple of texts on this. Plus I don't know if it's the best idea for the Patriots to bring Tom Brady back either. That's next here on Sports Sunday on the Fan.
0: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
1: One final segment here in the first hour. That was a short break. Right. right. Um, a couple of texts on this Tom Brady conversation. If I picked a team for Brady, I go Colts because uh, Reich seems good above average roster. Weakish division. Cause Houston won't hire a coach and Vinatieri went to Indy. I mean, <laughs> Not the is done super well there either. Um, and then another one that says, uh, if I was a GM, I'd pass on Brady rivers or breeze because of the old age. I agree. So I agree as well. Um, and that's what I think the Patriots are kind of looking at here is they're kind of saying, look, we love you, Tom, and you will always be our legend, and you will always be the best quarterback in our franchise. But it, they are a team that has always made the smart move when it comes to financial decisions. And Tom Brady's not willing to take the the charity anymore and take the less money. He wants to make you know a couple, couple $30 million more before he retires. And the Patriots are basically saying, look, man, we got to move on. You're old, we saw the falling off of your skill set as the year went on, and it seems like a good time for us to go get a new quarterback to try to build this franchise around, whether that's in the draft, you know they could always trade up, whether that's in free agency, uh, Marcus Mariota has been tied to the Patriots already this offseason, to go get a guy that they believe they can kind of move forward with, maybe not as the next Tom Brady, of course, but move forward with to stay as a good team. And they're saying we need that money to improve other parts of this offense. And if we give again, I'm just going to use it as an example. I, I don't have any idea, but if we give Mariota like one or two or three or $4 million a year, whatever it is, especially after he failed uh, in Tennessee, that gives us another $9 million to use elsewhere that we can spread around the team and we can, you know, maneuver the salary cap this way and that way. And we can resign a player we want here and we can go sign a big free agent here. And, You know, we can use this on our draft money here and we, we need to move on because if they, if they keep Brady, when Brady retires, you could be in a year where there's a terrible quarterback situation, right? No good quarterbacks in the draft, no good free agents. And you know, right now it's not the best year, right? The top of the draft is really good in quarterbacks and there's a couple of good options, but it's a solid year to make that move and make that replacement and I think the Patriots are smart to be just saying, look, man, we love you, but it's time to move on.
2: I mean, they're the Patriots. This is uh, the, the part of the Patriot way is just understanding that at any point, they can move forward, and they will move forward. Mind you, everybody's really surprised, but are we forgetting that Belichick was trying to trade him instead of trading Garoppolo right. just a couple seasons ago before they won the Super Bowl? So this isn't like... Nobody is surprised right now. I think the surprise is that there hasn't been a deal done and he might not be with the Patriots anymore. I think that's why we're talking so much about it, but the smart money would say that they're going to move forward. That's just, it's, it's the just, Patriots it's way. just, yeah, it's, it's one of those things you, you get used to seeing it. They've done it with their very best players. Um, you either retire a Patriot or you play long enough to see, you see yourself be shipped out. That's just kind of the way to it see goes. Yourself become the villain. No. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you know what I mean? That's, that's Harvey Dent right there. You know? So, it's it's one of those things at this point to where Brady has had his had his run. It's been a great run and now that you're 42 like you don't take hits the same. Again, you I mean, I still think he's a super effective quarterback. But yeah, he doesn't have the arm strength that he used to have, but to be fair, he never really had super arm strength like that. He he's super accurate. That's that was part of, you know, Brady being Brady, but you have to move forward. He's 42. It's it's, it's you don't have the offensive weapons that you used to have. I know you want to go with the, you know, kind of the quick offense and four yards at a time, and just send guys on on curls and screens and and things like that and, and flats. It's I understand that's a part of the offense, but at this point, um, he's just older. And now you just you, you want you want to plan for your future, you know, and you know that this isn't sustainable. You know, you can't do this with Brady for another couple of years. This is you've probably reached uh, he's reached his, his apex, and now he's clearly on the downside of things. How much longer do you want him to slide down, you know, on the downside? But unless you go out and get him a lot of help, uh, a lot of people, a lot of pieces to fill in around him to kind of take that pressure off him, make him not – because he had to do a lot this year. Let's just be fair. Like this year, Brady had to do much more than he's probably used to doing because he didn't have the luxury of a Gronk. There was no Hogan, you know, this past year for the Patriots. There wasn't – a lot of those little pieces that you kind of grown to know as key parts of the Pats wasn't there this year. So he had to do a lot more – than he was used to. Man, you give him some more pieces, then maybe he doesn't look as old. But the truth is that involves going out and finding said guys, man. So I think he'll go to a team that has a lot of those guys already set in. A guy like Bruce Arians, he's gonna if you have Brady, he's gonna make sure Mike Evans does something different. You know, much like he had with Larry Fitzgerald, who was still a top, you know, receiver at that point when they went to the Super Bowl and it's like, yeah, we're gonna use you differently. Not not less just different. And I think that they you got some guys that you can use a little differently to just to kind of accommodate the fact that you have a guy like Brady. But I think his time in New England, I've 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 listened as a Pats fan, I've I've accepted it. It's over. Man, we've had an awesome run. You have, you know, six Super Bowls, nine trips. Like, hey man, I think we're good. Yeah, so he can go off and do whatever he's gonna do. Like nobody's gonna be mad at Brady for leaving and deciding to go somewhere else.
1: All right, that's hour number one. You'll hear the full hour in the Last Shop Tires podcast at the end of the show. Coming up next hour, we have It or Love It at 10.30, but we will start with the NFL Combine. Justin Herbert won the day as the quarterback or in the quarterback day, and that was actually expected. But uh, where do you think he'll go? Plus other observations from the Combine. That is next here on Sports Sunday on the Fan.